Hey, everybody. You know, Mark and I have over 20 years of experience as therapists and as addicts in long-term successful recovery. We know better than anyone what works and what doesn't to break out of porn and sex addiction, heal betrayal trauma, and reclaim your relationship. And we've poured all of our personal and professional recovery and healing experience into a first-of-its-kind program for addicts, spouses, and couples. We call it Dare to Connect. At least four times every week, we engage with you in real time, in the trenches, giving you the knowledge and the tools to take back your life and relationship. Whatever else you've done on your journey for healing and recovery, you've never done anything like this. You know, Mark and I, we've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Don't reinvent the wheel. We all know tomorrow never comes. Look, don't wait one more day to change. Claim your free two-week trial today at daretoconnectnow.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Mark and Steve. You know, Steve and I have been talking uh, recently. We've had a lot of situations with couples that we've been working with where there's a lot of crisis, a lot of pain. A lot of people are, are having a lot of struggles and difficulties. Yes, because of addiction and betrayal trauma, but all the other stuff going on in the world is just creating such a stressful time. And yeah. Steve, you, you brought up a term that you've been using that I, I just resonated to immediately that you're calling the unholy triad, right? That decimates marriage. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the unholy triad today. <laughs> and, and the reason why it's so important to be able to talk about that is because uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how we can become stuck in our, in our betrayal, our pain, our addiction. And how do you get unstuck? How do you start moving forward again? And one of the greatest ways to do that is to begin to be able to identify what is it that's keeping me stuck, right? Yeah. What are these issues? What are these big giant issues? These, these main themes that keep showing up that can keep us stuck and especially in our marriage relationship. So let's talk about this unholy triad is yeah. your point. It. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a good a good thing. You know, you and I, between the two of us, I mean, we've we've got this not even including our personal history with addiction. <laughs> I think you and I have been working in the field of of sex addiction specifically for well, we're probably over the thirty year mark, aren't we? Like we well, got to be combined. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Like it's been combined. Yeah, it, it's been a lot. And during my career, both with my private practice and in other places. Um, I've been kind of this concept sort of been developing for me over time. You know, we, there are lots of nuances to recovery and we talk about a variety of those on this podcast. 
Um, what we're going to talk about here aren't necessarily maybe new concepts, but they're going to be a new take on how to use them as a tool to start the dialogue and to start to unstick the process. Mark and I get, we, we get, uh, we were talking about this before we started this podcast today. We get clients all the time who will come in and are not, not to be this simplistic, but are more, more or less saying things are bad, fix us, right? There's, there's kind of this emotional confusion or because the situation's become escalated or maybe it's just overly repetitive or because of our past trauma or, or a lot of other things, right? We clients will frequently come in and they'll, they'll know they're struggling. They know they're like in a bad spot. Like we're not close. We're, we're definitely not on the same page, but like we can't really kind of identify what the, what the root is, right? What the problems are. And so yeah, I call, that, I call that the great mystery. Yeah. You know, when you're in pain and, and you're in all this, this struggle and trauma, being able to step back and look for, from some kind of perspective is, yeah. it's impossible. Yeah, absolutely. So what we want to give you guys today is another tool in that massive toolbox of, of, of weapons in your arsenal, so to speak, of, of fighting this recovery fight, both individually and as a at you and with your partner, because this is applicable to both situations. So when we talk about the unholy triad, what I'm referring to are three concepts, pride, shame, and trauma. Um, we've talked a lot about each of these, you know, so we're not going to spend too much time on them today. Uh, pride, we've had multiple episodes in the past that address pride. One of those being, you know, the title was, are my sexual behaviors a problem? Okay, so that would be one to reference back if you haven't listened to that already. Uh, shame, again, gets mentioned virtually every podcast. <laughs> um, but, uh, but there are several episodes that I, we probably address a little more directly. Uh, one is, if I could go back in time, what would I have done differently? And then another one, uh, you know, uh, we made all the marriage mistakes, so you don't have to, parts one and two. Um, and then we've got trauma, again, a topic that has been covered kind of ad nauseum here in different dimensions. Um, we're going to, among, among the many podcasts you could listen to is, uh, our series that would, that happened early on in the podcast, which is, uh, parts one through three of what is betrayal trauma. Um, we covered that kind of at length. And even though that's referencing betrayal trauma specifically, 90% of that carries over into how trauma works in general. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's the, there's the triad. Let's, let's, uh, let's look at the first one, pride. You know, I have a little bit different take on pride. I know pride is a is a really famous religious um, word mm-hmm. that is is often used in a very negative terminology. Uh, but as I as I uh, and and believe me, pride is was a huge issue in my addiction. It's it's uh, continued to play a role in my recovery, and I struggle with it to this to this day. But here's how I see pride. <clears throat> I see pride. <clears throat> and the level to which we have it in our lives very much is a protection strategy. Uh, for me, pride says, I do things my way. It's going yeah. to be my way. I don't trust anyone else to do it their way. I don't even know that I trust God to do it his way, but I've got to do it my way. And I had that for decades. And the reason I did is because I was let down so many times when I tried it other people's ways, when I tried to rely on others, when I tried mm. to, 
in my own limited way, kind of seek God's help. I found that I just kept getting let down. I had lots of painful experiences and trauma and abuse. And finally, I said, you know what? The only person I can count on is me. Yes. So from now on, I do it my way. Mm -hmm. And that's pride. It's, it's my way. And uh, so there are, there are reasons for it. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're just purely stubborn or that you're, you know, you're, you're just, you just simply have this unrighteous pride and that's the full explanation. No, I find it's very much a survival strategy that, that almost always comes out of pain or disappointment or struggle. It's our way to cope. Yeah. And that's my take on it. Well, I like that because it, you know, when I think most of us think of pride, we, we definitely kind of think of, you know, somebody who's caught in their, is caught up in their head that they're like God's gift to planet earth, you know, kind of a, (laughs) kind of a thing. Um, And that definitely is true. Right. And we could psychoanalyze and break down probably all the stuff behind that, which we won't do today, (laughs) but there is uh, but you know, that that's kind of probably the more common visage of it, but I, I agree with you. Uh, that definitely your definition, I think, falls in there and is probably the more subtle reality specifically for for our listeners. Um, you know, when I look at uh, when I look at pride and shame, um, I talk about often how in my mind, I, I am starting to arrive at a conclusion or a theory that pride and shame are just kind of like evil twins of one another. Mm-hmm. Right. Externally, they look like exact opposites. Right. Like one's on one end of the spectrum like I've got it all together and the other one is this other end of the spectrum of i'm a total mess and you know nobody will ever accept me or want me and you know i'm i'm hopeless right yep but but on the but when you look at it underneath the surface one thing that they both have in common and this kind of just is bouncing off what you were saying is that both positions are 100 convinced that they are the expert in the situation mm-hmm. that they can't be told any different right I'm, I'm when I'm caught in shame, it doesn't matter how many, I mean, it, probably all of our listeners can resonate with this concept of shame. If you've ever had trouble taking compliments, <laughs> that's a hallmark symbol that you are probably feeling some shame at that time. Oh, it's so true. How many times in my, in my addiction decades, people give me a compliment and what, not only would I not receive it graciously, I would immediately <laughs> argue with them and deprecate, you know, and immediately begin to tear myself down. Yes, absolutely. I know absolutely. this is incredible. Right? What's well, ever present? <laughs> I I was I had a comp I had a I had a client yesterday who was expressing appreciation for progress that he'd been making. This was just yesterday, and I <laughs> I he actually I've been working with him for a while. He called me out on it lovingly. <laughs> He's like, "Why are you shaming yourself? Like, just take the compliment. Like, why do you have to be like, oh no, you're too? You know?" He's like, "Don't even do that." Just say thanks and let's move on. That's said, so awesome. I said, good. okay, let's just do that. Good for him. Um, it was funny. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so these, so we have talked about these at length. We may, do, we obviously will talk about them more in the future, uh, these two concepts. But then we've got this third one, again, which we often discuss, but plays a huge role uh, it, specifically for you, the listener. This concept of trauma, right? Now, again, we cover trauma at length and and what it does, the impact that it has, Probably the best thing to say here when we're talking about this concept of the unholy triad is that we want to globalize the concept of trauma a little bit because trauma for 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 you listeners, typically we we tend to resonate that more with our our addicts or, or our partners of addicts, right? We're always talking about trauma kind of in that lens. But as we've also talked about, many, many, many of our 
of the addicts that the Mark and I work with, many of our listeners, I'm sure, also have deeply rooted trauma, right? That in many ways has contributed to the addiction yes, and set the stage for it. Yep. And so looking at it from that concept is important because we could always just say, oh, it's just the betrayal trauma. But oftentimes, this, the reason why this unholy triad is an important concept and, and how it can be a tool is, the, is that you want to start getting in that habit of saying, okay, we're experiencing conflict or something is off in either my, my own personal or in our collective recovery, right? What is it? We can't really identify. The question we want to be asking, you know, which of these three or in some cases, how many of these three? I think it would, it's, in my experience, very rarely, if, if, if when a client comes into my office, I, I don't know if I can think of a single time where pride, shame, or trauma has not been playing a role in what's going on. Like, oh, ever. ever. No exception. <laughs> ever. No exception. I mean, it yeah. kind of, it kind of covers most everything. And, and there's, and usually it's more than one, right? Yep. Multi, in, in kind of a multidimensional fashion, fashion. So when we think about this concept of trauma, we need to think about emotional wounding, right? Just in general. What, what emotional wounds do I carry? Could be from this marriage or this relationship, but it could be past relationships, right? It could be romantic or otherwise. Uh, could have been parents, could have been religious trauma. Mark and I have talked at length about some of that mm -hmm. that we've experienced. Yeah, we uh, have. Right? This comes, this comes from a lot of different sources. Hey, everybody. Mark and Steve here. Are you looking to take your recovery and your marriage to the next level? We work with individuals and couples one-on-one. -on -one. With both in-person and online therapy options, you have access to the experts anytime, anywhere. To learn more, visit us at pbsepodcast.com. And sometimes we can tend to try to categorize trauma, mm -hmm. like more obvious trauma, especially physical abuse or trauma. Uh, you know, that's, that's obvious that someone suffered that, but I've had a lot of clients who will come to me and really it, it comes into this shame category. Well, you know, I had a really great upbringing. Uh, my parents were great. Things were good. I, I, I don't have this kind of trauma that you're talking about. Yeah. And they immediately start to feel shameful because now they don't have this big, you know, what some will call this big excuse or reason for their addiction or suffering. Well, now I must really be flawed. Something is just horribly wrong with me because I hear these other people with their trauma stories and I don't have that. Yeah. Trauma has yeah. many degrees and it's really, I think you've said, Steve, in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. And things that may not seem that significant to one person can be, you know, earth shattering for another. And so we have Absolutely. to be very careful not to discount different kinds of trauma because they don't fit the, you know, the stereotypical, you know, list. Um, yes. So that's a, I found that that's a really important concept, but I love your, you know, using this triad, I think is a way of assessment is a yeah. really powerful approach. If, you know, if you're finding things are, are falling apart in your marriage, if you've got conflict, if, if, there's arguments. If you're find, feeling yourself stopped in your recovery or healing, to step back and say, hmm, I wonder which of these three might be involved right now. Yeah. You yeah. look at pride. 
Am I trying to do things my way again? Mm. If I am, why am I trying to do it my way? And, and am I finding myself closed off to other ways? And if that's true, why is that? Where, where could that be coming from? Am I yeah. maybe being a little closed-minded to, to this approach? Yeah, a few podcast episodes ago, I shared a, a story I've shared a few times where it was kind of one of those one of those never take back phrases that I used with my wife. Um, mm. You know, where she kind of came to me one day in the midst of far before we ever got into recovery, she was still trying to reach out and be vulnerable uh, in in her own way. And I remember one day we were having a conversation, and she tried to bring up concerns that she was having around the addiction, and. I looked at her with a deadpan face and just said, you know what, this is how it is. If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. There's the door. <laughs> right. Right. And I talked a little bit about last time how at, at, immediately after I said it and as I was saying it, my brain is part of the, the, the two brain cells that weren't stuck in addiction at the time <laughs> were rubbing themselves together saying, <laughs> what are you doing? You fool. Like <laughs> this is the worst thing you could pop. Why would you say this? Why would you do this? Mm-hmm. And as after she walked out of the room, I, I, if I remember right, I mean, I, I, I felt very emotional. I think I actually just got emotional. I, I had to just wait for her to leave, you know, so that I could could because I just felt so much of all three of these. And this is a, the reason why I bring it up is because it's a good example of this. Yes. On the on the external, what am I exhibiting? Total pride. Look, lady, this is how it is. Like, get get on board or get out, right? Yep. Uh, underneath that, though, is, is what is operating. Shame, right? There's this, as I look back and I'm able to kind of exercise some mindfulness around it, Part of the part of what I was saying to her and other things that I would say where I like demanded a divorce, there was a part of it that that was rooted in this marriage is going to end no matter what because I'm a complete jackass. Yes. And so let's just do it now. Yep. It was almost kind of trying to forward that along to spare us both the pain because I was so convinced that I was I was this gigantic weight on this marriage that there was no way this ship this ship was never gonna really really, you know, sail. It was just yeah, going to sink. Exactly. And it was just a question of how quick, right? And where does that come from? My trauma. I've talked about that a lot on here, right? God trauma, other sorts of trauma, dad dying at an early age, all those things kind of resonated to something very similar, Mark, that you express often, right? We came to that traumatized place, both from different ways of of saying, I can't open up or be vulnerable with anybody ever right yeah just like just like with this right because there was that vulnerable part of me that just want to be like oh my gosh i'm so sorry i can't believe you know i've been doing this to you what have i been thinking right there that part of me was inside but it was being overridden so much by this idea of if you people go away if you open up right yeah so yeah. anyway i just use that kind of as an example to kind of give you an, a give our listeners a concept right of how this might play out for you guys when you start to look at it from these three these three points it can oftentimes kind of be that leveraging where we can at least open the dialogue instead of just being stuck in this dysfunctional giving each other the silent treatment or shutting down or taking endless breaks therapeutically taking a break is a good concept but sometimes we just go into avoidance Right. This is this is a way that we can we can kind of take this is something that we can take and say, 
okay, like let's try to dial in at least a little bit on what's happening here. Yeah, think of it kind of as a frame, like a triangle shaped frame. And when things aren't going well, either personally or in your marriage, take whatever's happening that's difficult and stick it inside that triangle frame and try Mm -hmm. to look at it through that frame. Okay, let's take a look at this. Is there pride doing it my way? Is there shame? Is there trauma? Are, are there all three of them? You know, can we, can we kind of look at this through the lens, through this triangle lens for a few minutes? Yes. You know, and the assignment we have for everybody that you and I talked about is, can, is we invite you to start to integrate this triangle frame or lens into your daily journaling. Mm-hmm. As you're looking at what's going on in your life or relationship and you write about it, take a right as you look through this three-pointed lens. How is pride, shame, or trauma playing a role in this? Is you have emotional check-ins with your spouse each day, as we highly recommend. Talk about, try to talk about this openly with each other. Uh, And here's one thing, and this is tough, but one of the things that really advanced my use of, of this approach was I would invite my wife to look at what I was going through, and I would invite her to tell me her take on mm. these three issues as, as it applied to me. Yeah. What do you see, sweetheart? How do you see pride, shame, or trauma having an impact on what I'm going through right now or what's happening in our marriage right now? Oh, man, was your wife brave? Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I was pretty healthy by then. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. I would never have even asked her for that. <laughs> for many of the years. Yeah, I'm pretty but, sure my wife in, in those darker stages of recovery, if I'd said that, it, 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 she would have said it in a very loving way, but it would have been, would have been like, yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> been down well, that road before. Or yeah, let me tell you about your pride, <laughs> you little sucker. <laughs> Where to start? How long do you have? How long do you have? Do, do you, can you take work off today? Because <laughs> there's there's a lot if you really want to really yeah. discuss it. Um, well, that's a good point. You know, the other thing is you might want to feel like dumping, you know, the entire dump truck on the other person if they were to ask for you to kind of look at this. But we encourage you. I like to call it, hey, I know you got a lot. Can you just give me a thimble full and let me stew on that for a minute? Sure. And then we'll try another one. <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think this is this, this has been really good. And I, I we, we have high hopes. And we know, guys, that if you can use this along with a lot of the other tools that we use, that you can find success. Um, as always, some, this tool among others is best is is most effectively implemented when you've got a third party like a therapist, a professional, somebody who can help maybe pull this stuff pull this stuff out of each of you uh, as you, as you kind of move forward. If if you find that that's that would be of use in 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 kind of the overall fight, it also is something. One thing that I would say, just kind of tacking this onto to the assignment side, is try implementing this. In, in those everyday conversations like Mark indicated, but if you're wondering what to journal on, this is a great one to start with. Mm, it is. If you feel like you've just had, quote unquote, one of those nothing days, I hear that from clients a lot. Nothing really important happened today. And they, most of my clients who work with me for a while know that's not the right thing to say because then I just <laughs> jump in and give them more. But, but that's one of the things that I would say is, you know, if you're feeling like you're having one of those, I didn't feel anything today. Well, take a look. And even if it's in mild forms, examine, write about, you know, how did these show up for me? Mm-hmm. Um, it's only going to end up being insightful for the, for the better. 
uh, can also be used in check-ins with your spouse as well. So anyway, lots, lots of ways to apply. Yep. There you have it. The unholy triad. We highly recommend it as a, as a new <laughs> lens to, to look at some of the things that are keeping you stuck and, and uh, will help you, to, help you to start to move forward. Absolutely. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Be safe, be well, and we will talk to you soon. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us. And remember, the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety, it's connection. Together, we can do the impossible. To learn more about Mark and Steve and to listen to more podcast episodes, visit us at pbscpodcast.com. Everything expressed on the PBSE podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.